In 2010, a woman disappeared in Brazil. This could have been another unfortunate case, like so many that happened around the world, but this woman was involved with one of the greatest soccer players in Brazil. Goalkeeper Bruno Fernandes played for Flamengo, a Brazilian team with a significant level of supporters. For Bruno, becoming the suspect in a disappearance put him in a difficult situation. His profile was badly damaged. And the worst part of this case is there is a suspicion that he and other people had used the dogs to get rid of the victim's body. Today, you will hear the story of the disappearance of Elisa Samudio. Hello guys, how are you today? Welcome back to Mystery Archive. If you are new to this channel, don't forget to follow us on the streaming platform you are listening to now. This way, you will receive a notification every time a new episode comes out. Follow us on social media as well to learn a little bit more about me, about the channel, and also to be alert when I release a new episode. You can find us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive. Now, let's have a look at today's case. Elisa Silva Samudio was born in Foz do Iguaçu, Paraná, Brazil, on February 22, 1985. Her father, Luiz Carlos Samudio, was an architect, and her mother, Sonia Fátima Silva Moura, was a farmer. When their financial situation tightened, Sonia, waiting the best for her daughter, asked her parents to take care of Elisa. When she was five years old, Luis Carlos remarried and took Elisa to live with him and his new wife. But this did not stop Elisa and her mother stay in contact. She lived with her father until she was 12, then moved back in with her mother. Sonia remarried and with her new husband, she operated a small farm growing peppers. Elisa had always dreamed of becoming a model on the real São Paulo axis. When she turned 18, she moved to São Paulo. Alone in the city and facing financial hardship, Elisa started working as a call girl to support herself. She featured in fashion shows and editorials, but she also acted in some adult films. From 2005 to 2009, she performed for the erotic producer Brasileirinhas under the artistic name Fernanda Farias. Bruno Fernandes das Dores de Souza, better known as Goalkeeper Bruno, was born on December 23, 1984. At three months, he was handed over to his paternal grandmother. According to information, in 1996, his mother Sandra was already accused by the public ministry of attempted murder, but she was never arrested. Sandra and her partner were accused of defrauding documents for land in Bahia. Bruno's father, Maurílio de Souza, was accused and prosecuted of theft. He passed away in 2008. Bruno also has a brother named Rodrigo Fernandes, who was arrested for theft in Teresina, Piauí. 
Bruno reunited with his mother in 2006, more than 20 years later. Bruno always loved football and dreamed of becoming a professional sportsman. In 2001 and 2002, he played in the youth clubs Tombense and Atlético Mineiro. He later joined professional clubs, passing through Atlético Mineiro itself, as well as Corinthians and Flamengo, playing as a goalkeeper. According to witnesses, Elisa and Bruno met in 2008. Bruno, however, claims that he met Elisa in May 2009 at the barbecue in the city of Rio de Janeiro. That same day, they had sex. After this party, they both started to speak frequently by telephone as he lived in Rio and she in Sao Paulo. In August 2009, Bruno and Elisa had a conversation. Bruno, I think I'm pregnant. Pregnant? Seriously, Elisa? Yes. Is there a way you can come to Rio for us to talk better then? Elisa went to Rio de Janeiro and at the Royalty Hotel, they talked. Look, I can't have the responsibility of a child in this moment of my life. I've been thinking and I... I think it will be better if you just take this kid out. What? Take him out? Take him out? Are you crazy? Tell me how much it is. How much you want and I will pay you. No way, Bruno. It's dangerous. I'm not going to put my life or my son's life at risk by doing something that's not legal. No way, Bruno. No way. Bruno left angry, but he returned later the same day. This time kind and affectionate. They talked and had sex again. Elisa stayed at the hotel for 15 days and then moved to another one for more 10 days. But in this second hotel, things turned sour. Look, I don't want this child, and I can do anything for you not to have this child, okay? You don't know me, and don't know what I'm capable of. I came from the favela, Elisa. Favela! She changed hotels again and booked into the Hotel Transamerica. Bruno paid all her expenses. He became more aggressive, pulling her hair and demanding that she have an abortion. When Bruno left, Elisa noticed that she was bleeding. She went straight to the hospital to find out if everything was okay. She called Bruno to tell him that she had been injured, but his response was brutal. I want you to fuck yourself and die. I don't care about you. You and your things are your own problems, not mine. Fuck off. In the following days, the threats did not stop. On October 13th, Elisa filed a complaint with the police saying that the day before she was attacked by Bruno and was forced to take abortion medication. Elisa said that Bruno's friends, Russo and Macarrão, assisted him in the attacks. They made her get into a car where they beat her while Bruno himself pointed a gun at her head, ordering her to abort the child. The court prohibited Bruno from being within 300 meters of Elisa. He was at the peak of his career and made a public statement denying everything, saying that Elisa was making up this story 
and that she was looking for fame. Elisa's son was born on February 10, 2010, in the city of São Paulo. The baby was also called Bruno, but was affectionately called Bruninho by all. Bruninho in Portuguese is a kind of uh, one word for little Bruno. The goalkeeper refused to acknowledge paternity as he believed she had other relationships while she was with him, justifying this with her past as a call girl, accusing her of waiting to strike a belly blow to get money from him. On the 6th of March, Bruno gave a TV interview giving his opinion on a situation with the player Adriano Imperador, another Brazilian player who already played in Inter Milan, about some problems he was having in Brazil about domestic violence. But Bruno ended up releasing a comment that had a negative impact on his image. Which one of you here who is married? Who never, who never fought with your woman? There's no way, bro. That, that happens, right? Fights between husband and wife, no one has to intrude. Elisa filed a paternity claim. Along the accusation of aggression under investigation, she demanded child support. Bruno was considered one of the best goalkeepers in the country, and her statements and actions hindered his negotiation for a contract with an international club. For this, he vowed revenge. The following formation is believed by many to be the closest to the truth. For more than a decade, the factual details narrated next have been accepted as the most likely explanation of what happened, taking into account the testimonies of both witnesses and lawyers. On June 4, 2010, Elisa told some friends that she was going to Minas Gerais to talk to Bruno at his request because he had told her that he wanted to reach an agreement between them. Macarrão, a friend of Bruno, picked up Elisa in São Paulo and took her to Minas Gerais. Elisa take Bruninho with her, got into the car, and she was never seen again. Apparently, Inside the car, Elisa was surprised by Bruno's cousin, Sergio Salles, 17 years old, who was hiding in the trunk. He appeared when the car was already in motion and started hitting her with the butt of his gun. They took her to Minas Gerais and held her captive in a room. They threatened and tortured her until Bruno arrived a few days later. Bruninho who was with her the whole time, did not suffer any injuries. With Bruno, Elisa went through a form of a psychological torture. Later, probably 10th of June, Elisa was taken to the home of a former police officer known to the group. His name was Marcos Aparecido dos Santos, also known as Bola. This was the last location Elisa was seen alive. Bola is thought to have strangled Elisa with a tie, asphyxiating her. She died on the spot. To dispose of the body, they decided to feed the corpse to their Rottweiler dogs. Some body parts were wrapped in cement blocks and buried 
at an unknown location. Bruninho was probably handed over to Diane Rodriguez do Carmo Souza, the goalkeeper's wife, to abandon the child somewhere in the city, but this is uncorroborated. From here follows a chronological order of important facts that need to be detailed. On the 24th of June, the police received an anonymous call. I prefer not to identify myself, but I want to tell you that Elisa, the ex-girlfriend of goalkeeper Bruno, the case that everybody seen on TV about physical aggression, paternity and these things, she's dead. Her clothes were burnt and her body buried in a place owned by him. On the 26th, Elisa's son was found by the police in Belo Horizonte and rescued by Elisa's father, Luis Carlos. On July 2nd, Sonia, Elisa's mother, filed a request for custody of her grandson. They believed Elisa was dead as they had not been able to get in touch with her for weeks. Experts examined Bruno's car and traces of Elisa's blood were found in the vehicle. On July 6th, Sergio, Bruno's younger cousin, was apprehended in the goalkeeper's apartment in Barra da Tijuca. He claimed that he participated in Elisa's kidnapping and that he had used a gun butt to attack her. He said that Elisa had her arms tied with rope, that she was strangled by the former police officer Marcos, who had ordered everyone to leave while he disposed of the corpse. On the 7th, the preventive detention of Bruno and six other people involved in the case was issued by the Justice of Minas Gerais. An internment warrant for Bruno's teenager cousin was also made. The goalkeeper and Macarrão surrendered to the police in Rio de Janeiro. On the 8th, Elisa's mother obtained provisional custody of her grandson. Bruno was prevented from performing his role at Flamengo because he was at disposal of the justice and, consequently, the team suspended their contract with the player. The club no longer paid his salary. His sports shoes brand endorsement deal was also suspended until the case was concluded. On the 15th, Flamengo decided to officially dismiss the goalkeeper. On October 29th, a DNA test requested by Elisa's mother's lawyer proved that Bruno is the father of Elisa's son. In 2012, on August 22nd, Sergio, Bruno's cousin, considered a key witness in the case and who had already served time in detention as a minor and released after reaching the age of majority, was mysteriously killed in Belo Horizonte. According to the police, Sergio was going to work when he was chased by two men on a motorcycle, who then shot the boy six times and fled the scene. On November 19th, the trial of the defendants began, all declaring themselves innocent. On the 21st, Bruno's trial was postponed by the judge responsible for the case to March of the following year, 2013. On November 24th, Luiz Henrique Ferreira Romão known as Macarrão, was sentenced to 15 years in prison for qualified homicide. On March 8th, 
2013 was De Bruno's trial. He was sentenced to 17 years and 6 months for triple qualified homicide, with another 3 years and 3 months for kidnapping and false imprisonment, plus 1 year and 6 months for hiding the corpse. On the same day, Bruno's wife, Diane, was acquitted for lack of evidence. On April 27th, Marcos Aparecido, Bola, was sentenced to 22 years in prison for the crime. On February 28, 2014, even under detention, Bruno signed a five-year contract with Monte Claros Sport Club, but the courts denied permission for him to play, claiming that the activities of a professional athlete are incompatible with the legislated work of a prisoner. Three years later, on March 10, 2017, Bruno obtained a habeas corpus by an injunction granted by the Minister of the Federal Court of Justice. He could wait in freedom while the case was not judged in the second instance, so Bruno was released. Four days later, March 14th, Bruno officially performed at Boa Sport Club. It was his first official game wearing a football shirt after the case, but 11 days later, the Federal Supreme Court ordered Bruno to return to prison. They had decided not to endorse the injunction granted to the player. August 3rd, justice authorized his release from jail during the day to teach soccer, which would reduce his sentence. Although paternity has already been legally proven, Bruno never gave any money to help Sonia raise Bruninho. She said her grandson, now over 10 years old, has no interest in meeting his father. But she explained that if in the future he wants to, she will respect his decision. Even to this day, no body has been found, but Elisa Samudio has been officially declared dead by Brazilian justice. Well, guys, that was today's case. Share this episode with your friends and help our channel grow. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. I see you in the next case. Oi, gente! Aqui é a Marcela, do Detetive do Sofá, e eu quero convidar vocês para conhecerem o podcast. Já tem mais de 160 episódios sobre crimes e mistérios não solucionados. E se vocês não sabem por onde começar, eu indico os episódios da Madeline McCann. Eu vou contar muita coisa que vocês não sabem sobre o caso da pessoa desaparecida mais famosa da história. Então, não esqueçam de conferir o Detetive do Sofá.